I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, Europe is bracing itself for a tough winter. We know Russia's war with Ukraine has contributed to spiking energy energy costs and just availability. It's also having a ripple effect on other vital sectors of the global economy, including fertilizer. Uh, With high energy and fertilizer costs, Europe could be facing another crisis, a crisis of food. Uh, Robert Bryce is a Texas-based author, journalist, film producer, and podcaster. He's the host of the Power Hungry podcast. Uh, He's been writing about energy, power, innovation, and politics for more than 30 years. Had a great piece in Newsweek. And, uh, Robert, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks. Great to be with you, Boyd. So as uh, we look at this, most people have been talking about it's going to be a cold uh, challenge for much of Europe uh, during the winter because of uh, energy. Uh, but not a lot of people have been talking as, as specific as you did in your piece about what is coming in terms of a challenge with food. Tell us about it. Sure. Well, one of the knock-on effects of this natural gas uh, uh, cutoff from Russia, of course, has been higher prices for gas into Europe, um, and that has resulted in the shutdown of as much as 70% of the fertilizer production capacity in Europe. Now, Prices, nat gas prices have fallen in the last two or three weeks. So some fertilizer producers, as I understand it, are coming back online, but they're still very challenged. And so any reduction in the availability of fertilizer then will have knock-on effects in the food market. And we're not going to see this right away. It will be months likely. But we're already, you know, as I, I quote in the, in the Newsweek piece um, in, in late August, ahead of the uh, uh, African Development Bank uh, pointed out that Africa is already short of food. In fact, mm-hmm. that by the end of August, they had uh, 30 million metric tons of food that were short. Um, and part of that is due to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. And then just in the last few days, of course, we've had this uh, other uh, flare-up with Russia saying they're not going to allow more grain exports out of out of Ukraine. So, multiple factors, but it's going to result, obviously, in higher food prices. We've already seen that, but it's also the knock-on effects that could last for months or potentially even years. Yeah, and uh, so I think if you add all of those components together, so one, just Ukraine being the the breadbasket there on a lot of those crucial grains for Europe, uh, the fertilizer costs, I want to dig into that one just a little bit more, and then just being able to ship it. And uh, as you mentioned, Russia saying they're uh, they're not going to or they're going to go back on the deal that was initially cut with the U.N. uh, about uh, some of those shipments of wheat moving out. 
Uh, so break it down for us on the fertilizer front, because again, I don't think anybody got up this morning saying what I'm really worried about is a fertilizer shortage and how that might impact uh, the food chain. Uh, but tell us uh, about that. What does that look like? What is the role of energy in that? And then how uh, does that impact uh, crucial uh, grains in particular? Sure. Well, so the key here is that the uh, ammonia fertilizer, ammonia is a, the, uh, a, a chemical that is produced from natural gas. And about 70% of the cost of producing ammonia is the cost of natural gas. Mm. So when natural gas prices go up, the cost of ammonia goes up. And then ammonia is one of the, the, the precursor fertilizer or precursor chemicals than for other types of, of, of fertilizer. And so that not only is it the issue of the higher price of natural gas reducing fertilizer production, it's also the fact that Russia has been traditionally a big fertilizer exporter. Now, so far, it's still continued those exports um, of urea, potash, some of these other uh, critical fertilizers, but it's the ammonia that's the key here. And so um, for farmers that some farmers are now are planning, they're not using fertilizer, they're going to other crops. Um, but it's it's causing chain reaction along the food uh, supply chain around the world. And American uh, fertilizer producers are continuing to produce because we have lower priced ga- natural gas here than they do in Europe and, and, in, and in Asia. But still, this could be a problem that could persist for some time to come because um, – of the, the the you know what happens today with fertilizer may not be realized in the food market until you know for months or you know a year or more to- two years ago americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the kabul airport she was tear gassed and beaten images of thousands desperate to escape taliban oppression filled our news feeds more than eighty thousand afghans made it to america but the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, that ripple effect is uh, is going to be long and I think pretty devastating. Uh, so talk specifically about some of those crucial grains uh, and and what, you know, how dependent they are on on fertilizer, what, what that's going to do impact-wise. Well, sure, and I'll preface it by Boyd by saying that, like a lot of commodities, and we're seeing this in the diesel market now, that right. even small changes in supply can have big effects on prices. So, um, but the key, of course, the key grains globally are wheat, rice, uh, soybeans, and uh, and corn, and they all require fertilizer. And when you don't put fertilizer on them, their yields go down. Uh, but the prediction by the International Fertilizer Association is that. The, the the war uh, the uh, Russia's war on Ukraine and the slowdown or, or shutdown of many fertilizer producers um, could mean that we see about a two percent loss in global grain production of those four key grains. So, you know, as I said, that may sound small, two percent, but uh, because it's a marginal price business that could lead to significantly higher prices. Now, I haven't checked the price of soybeans today, but I know that. 
just in the last week or two, the price of wheat, the price of soybeans is roughly double what it was about a year ago. So, you know, some of that is ordinary inflation. Some of that is the cost of diesel fuel and other things. But the, we're already seeing higher food prices in markets around the world. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned some of those uh, plants are just shuttered because it's uh, just cost prohibitive to uh, to continue to produce that. Uh, you also mentioned uh, Africa in particular, and clearly that's got to have a, a long-term uh, impact in terms of what is already a, a crisis down there. Well, right, and that there's been already this discussion of the fact that that, uh, that Africa is already short grain. And so if you're going to uh, – so now I'm just looking. So at the beginning of 2020, the uh, – let me see, this is a, a – Dollars per bushel uh, soybeans were selling for about eight hundred dollars. They're now at about uh, fourteen hundred dollars, so not quite a doubling. Um, I'm just looking at wheat here. Um, at the beginning of 2020, it was about six dollars a bushel. Now it's about nine. Uh, so you know that's a significant increase in price, not you know fifty percent increase. So that affects the price of bread. And, and for in Africa, Egypt is a big uh, importer. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of countries in Africa are big importers of wheat to make bread. And so this directly affects consumers who are needing, you know, basic commo- basic food commodities. So as I see it, boy, the bottom line is not necessarily that we're going to see shortages of food here in the U.S. It's going to be another situation where it's we have rationing by price. And the countries that are richer and can afford higher price food, they're going to get the food. And the countries that don't have that hard currency don't have that availability they're going to be the ones that suffer yeah the the ripples from uh, russia's invasion of ukraine uh, continue and uh, i think we'll continue to have these conversations as we look at the impact all the way around the world and of course that does affect some of the things right here at home as well uh, robert bryce fantastic analysis thanks for joining us today happy to be with you thanks all right uh, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break and when we come back we'll continue to talk about energy If the Republicans take the House of Representatives, possibly the Senate, what does an energy agenda look like for 2023? We'll talk about that coming up next. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 